Hi, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Life, a micropod about mental health and creativity. It is May 1st, which um, some of you may know as it's gonna be May or um, the beginning of APAM. And so, which is an acronym that means Asian and Pacific Islander People (laughs) Heritage Month and um, yeah like I don't know it's just I wanted to record something today because you know things have been kind of a bummer and I think about the ways in which predominantly Asians in this country are only legible in sort of like um, service positions or the hospitality um, industry or, you know, just like waiting on people. And then just the cor- the sort of other piece of that um, this whole past year is how we are now legible as like victims and and all of that. It's just really burdensome. And so I wanted to check in and say hi and because I woke up with a little bit of joy in my heart and um, pleasure at being Asian and part of this is because like I am excited to celebrate so many like new books that are written by Asians of that are like near and dear to me and yeah so I was reading um Johnny Sun's book uh Goodbye Again and the New York Times bestselling Johnny Sun book and I was doing a panel with him and it was so wonderful and I had so much identification in his book and just everything he talks about and the really really wonderful thing about having to do book tours virtually is within the zoom or whatever platform you're using you're just kind of like seeing your friend's face and that's just like very sweet and and grounding and you know you 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 just allow the other thoughts to sort of fall away and so we were basically just catching up and it was really um tender because we found out kind of in real time that johnny had made the list because our event was on a wednesday night and um it was really interesting because I was so happy for him and he looked so shocked (laughs) like there was a split second when I thought something awful had happened and he just looked like kind of dumbfounded and joyful but like that that little pocket before like joy or recognition you know you oftentimes see it as just like bewilderment or confusion on the faces of anyone who you've been you know, like throwing a surprise party for or something. And so it's just a little bit of like all the information being a bit overwhelming and locking into place. And, you know, I've shared on this podcast and on social and certainly with my friends that like I didn't make the list for a yoke and how painful it was and how it like really made me sort of have to reorient my motivations for doing the kind of work that I do you know, beyond playing lip service, beyond the sort of thing of like, well, I know I shouldn't do this for external validation. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for people like me. I'm doing it for my community and all this stuff. But of course, like you say it and there's just still a little bit of real estate in your heart that's just like, why won't people love me? That's just wounded and also fearful. 
and also just sort of like really wants to prove to like this little child in my heart really wants to just still prove to her parents that she did a good job and that she's making good decisions and and all that stuff and so when Johnny found out about his news I was so happy and I could see that he had a little bit of lag to his happiness and so I was like mirroring joy for him and I was mirroring like excitement and all these stuff and all this stuff and 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 yet there was like this like little tinge of pain and I share this only because I'm realizing in a lot of ways that like everything is bittersweet and like with every sort of blast of joy that I feel or every sort of surge of love that just like seizes my heart for people in my life it is and I think this is this became sort of like more like just fell into much more sharp relief during COVID but like you know it was always like oh I love this person when will I see them again I love this person when can I hold them again or like I love this person and in the case of my parents who have been really helping out with um a bunch of medical issues it's like I love this person this person will die and you know I feel like there's been a lot happening in recovery for me and I think a lot of people will identify it with it which is that like you know I blasted away all my feelings for so long um you know I I wanted to numb out and so that was like booze or like weed or like even like compulsive cigarette smoking to the face hole or like eating too much or like not eating and feeling weird in my body and being distracted by that or like you know not eating and so like forcing myself to be distracted by like how much effort it takes to like move a body through space and time and have conversations and make work when you're like essentially starving to death but then you kind of hit that sort of like almost runner's high of like competitiveness against like what your body needs Um, And your brain is like, I will triumph over my like paltry meat suit that is so uncomfortable. And so like all of those distractions sort of like make reality really vague and really numb and weird. And so I never really knew what feelings were, how they felt in my body. And so now I'm like, now that I've, you know, it's been like three years, it's like, I'm like, oh, feelings aren't just happy and sad. Like feelings are these beautiful complicated chords that feel all sorts of way in your body and feel all sorts of way in your brain and your heart and and so that was just like a moment um, that I share to say that like yes that makes me totally like petty that I felt sort of like this moment is about you but what about not only just me but like this like little wounded part of me and yeah I, I sort of just say that so that I can pull up a chair for that like pettiness that looks so ugly that I would so much rather wasn't a part of me and just acknowledge that like that that's ultimately okay because it's like a small part of me that maybe needs a little bit more protection and maybe needs a little bit more care and gentleness and an acknowledgement um and maybe I can just like pick that person up and like cradle them a bit and you know say nice things and instead of like being like vengeful and vindictive about like why are you like this this is about your friend what is wrong with you 
um, which is obviously my go-to. This month, I am doing my step, I'm doing step six in my 12-step. I always want to call it a class (laughs) because that's what it feels like sometimes. It's like, it does feel like um, a course I am taking or um, I don't know just like homework and worksheets and all this stuff I, I do like to I don't know what it is about that but like there is an aspect of my personality that that like wants that kind of um, accomplishment or like achievement or like where is the level where is the next level all that stuff about recovery which is not helpful but in the long run Um, but it is helpful to me in the day-to-day because I have to be able to like trick myself into doing the work um, and have it be like quantifiable and tangible in that way but and step six is all about like sort of like sitting down and, and you know like really sitting with you know for example like I mean it's like defects of character or shortcomings but I also sort of like to see it as things that help me survive um my life and my feelings up until this point so something like impatience like I'm supposed to do writing around it um to see like everything in my life so like impatience or jealousy it's like what is it doing for me and what is it doing to me and you know like impatience like what it does for me is that like it really helps me get a lot of shit done but what it's doing to me is that I'm not really questioning or interrogating too much like whether I even want to do this thing you know sometimes I like get really busy in life and I look up and I'm like why am I so busy I miss my friends and da 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 and it's because I've just like agreed to doing things that I believe are like good for me or like doing things that I very arbitrarily and without really too much introspection feels like is quote good for my career and the truth is not everything is good for my career not everything is worth my time and and like kind of on the bottom of that list is like not everything is something that I want to do and so that's something that my impatience is doing to me it like gets me further and further away of like knowing the things that I ultimately want to do and like when I do too many things that I don't want to do without questioning that or without being allowed to not want to do something that is quote-unquote good for my career it makes me really petulant and it makes me really resentful and it makes me really tired and um and it makes a harder to really dedicate time and effort to things that aren't quote good for my career like hanging out with friends that are nourishing and like make me feel loved and are inspiring because they're creative people and I really need that for other things that I'm doing for my work and and also sometimes you know especially given the time the the New York Times bestseller list thing like Sometimes I get into a place where I'm like, is my work even good good enough for my career? Because something like external validation, accolades, and industry praise is like career and not the actual work I sit down to do every day because I'm curious about it and because I think that it might help.
I don't even know who, but you know, and so like that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Like, and I kind of wanted to t- tie it into something that I feel, and I don't know if this is true, but it feels true for me. Like, it feels intrinsically Asian to me, or like intrinsically like immigrant experience. To have this sort of like transactive mindset, to like really need to be able to bean count and really account for like my timesheet as being something good for like forward progression or like ascension or like points that go into the pros list for like my career and like all this stuff. And, and I'm trying to really like make space for what it means to be an artist and what it means to be sort of driven by like deeply mysterious things that I am not equipped to know one way or another whether or not it's like good for my career in some sort of like finite and quantifiable way because I do think that we get these dispatches that are just bigger than us and greater than us and outside of us and I just don't want to be worried with such a tight fist about what's good and bad and what it's going to do for me like when I just don't really know and so I'm sitting and thinking about what I want to do today and especially in like joy and play which I'm really bad at which again feels very immigranty where it's like you've never had that modeled for you like I've never seen my parents like really play ever 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 and we've rarely played as a family like it was always like work like a demon and then rest because you're basically dead and depleted and under-resourced and so that feast or famine attitude towards like joy and pleasure and like like pastime, you know, um, is really interesting. And so I'll definitely be sharing more about that. And yeah, I think this month I'm just going to be talking a lot about like things that just sort of feel real Asian or like real immigranty, um, to commemorate this month. And so, yeah, I wish everyone a beautiful day. I wish everyone a gentle day. I wish everyone just like a pocket of ease and a pause to question all of the things that you should be doing because it's good for your career and and really checking in to see what you want. Um, And if you don't know what you want because you're so out of practice of knowing what you want, like that's really okay too. Um, And I'll probably talk a little bit more about that sometime down the line. Okay.